0: chapter eight of the chautauqua girls at home this librivox recording is in the public domain the chautauqua girls at home by pansy chapter eight dr dennis's study they walked on in absolute silence for a few minutes each busy with her own thoughts eurie was the first to speak girls i propose we go and call on dr dennis ruth and marion uttered exclamations of dismay or it might have been of surprise Flossy spoke. "'You don't mean now. "'Now, this minute. "'We have an hour at our disposal, and we are all together. "'Why not and have it over with? "'I tell you, that man is afraid of us, "'and when you come to think of it, why should he not be? "'What have we ever done to help his work, "'and how much we may have done to hinder it? "'I never realized how much until this present moment.' it enrages me to think how many enterprises like this one i have been engaged in without giving it a thought just imagine how such things must look to dr dennis but eurie you have never been mixed in with anything like that performance as it is to be what do you mean by admitting it it was ruth who spoke in some heat the association rankled in her heart not precisely that sort of thing i admit "'but what must be the reputation I have earned "'when I can be so coolly picked out for such work? "'I tell you, girls, I am angry. "'I suppose I ought to be grateful, "'for my eyes have certainly been opened "'to see a good many things that I never saw before. "'But it was a rough opening. "'Shall we go to the parsonage or not?' "'Oh, dear, I don't feel in the least like it,' "'Flossy said timidly. "'Do you ever expect to feel like it?' Yuri asked, still speaking hotly. "'For myself I must say that I do. I am tired of my place. I want to be admitted and belong somewhere. "'It is entirely evident to me that I don't belong where I did. "'I have discovered that a great many things about me are changed. "'I feel that I shall not assimilate well. Let me get in where I can have a chance.' I want to belong to that Sunday school, for instance, to be recognized as a part of it, and to be counted in a place. So do you, Flossie, I am sure. Why not settle the matter? Yes, Flossie certainly wanted to belong to that Sunday school. More than that, she wanted to belong to that class. Her heart had been with it all the week. If there was a hope that she might be permitted to try it for a while, she was willing even to call on Dr. Dennis, though that act looked awfully formidable to her. "'I suppose it is very silly not to want to go this evening as well as any time,' she admitted at last. "'Of course it is,' said Marion energetically. "'Let us turn this corner at once, and in two minutes more we shall have rung his bell. "'Then that will settle the question. "'Nothing like going ahead and doing things without waiting to get into the mood.' "'See here,' said Nellis Mitchell, speaking for the first time, "'please to take into consideration what you propose to do with me. "'I take it that you don't want me to make this call with you. "'My sister has been remarkably bewildering in her remarks, "'but I gather that it is something like a confidential talk "'that you are seeking with the doctor, into which I am not to be admitted.' "'I forgot that you were along,' said Eurie, with her usual frankness. "'No, Nell, we don't want you to call with us, not this time. "'I might ask for a separate room and make my call on Miss Grace. "'At least I might try it, but I doubt her father's permitting such a tremendous action. "'So, really, I don't see quite what you are to do with me. "'I am entirely at your disposal. "'See here, Nell, couldn't you call for us in half an hour, say? "'Girls, could we stay half an hour, do you suppose?' "'we shall have to do something of the kind. "'It won't do for us to go home alone. "'I see what we can do now. "'You go to Father's office and wait just a little while, "'and if we are not there in half an hour, "'you can call for us at Dr. Dennis's, "'and if we find we are not equal to a call of that length, "'we will come to the office. "'Will that do?' "'The obliging brother made a low bow of mock ceremony, "'assured her that he was entirely at her service,' that she might command him and he would serve to the best of his knowledge and ability, made a careful minute of the present time, in order to be exact at the half-hour, and as they laughingly declined his offer to ring the doctor's bell for them, he lifted his hat to them, with the lowest of bows, and disappeared around the corner. "'He is such a dear fellow,' said Yuri, looking fondly after him. "'I don't see in what respect,' muttered Ruth in an aside to Flossy. Ruth had a special aversion to this young man. Possibly it might have been because he treated her with a most good-humored indifference, despite all her dignity and coldness. Meantime, in Dr. Dennis's study, his daughter was hovering around among the books, trying to bring order out of confusion on the shelves and table, and at the same time find a favorite volume she was reading. The doctor turned on a brighter flame of gas, then lowered it, and seemed in a disturbed state of mind. At last he spoke. I don't know that my caution is needed, daughter, I have no reason to think that it is, from anything in your conduct at least, but I feel like saying to you that I have less and less liking for those young ladies, who seem, since their unfortunate freak of attending that Chautauqua meeting, to have banded themselves together I can hardly imagine why. They are certainly unlike enough, but I distrust them in almost every way. I am sorry that you are at school under Miss Wilbur's influence, not that I dread her influence on you, except in a general way. At this point Grace opened her bright lips to speak. There was an eager sentence glowing on her tongue, but her father had not finished his. I know all that you can say, that you have nothing to do with her religious or non-religious views, and that she is a splendid teacher. I don't doubt it, but I repeat to you that I distrust all of them. I don't know why they have seen fit to come to our Sabbath school and to our meeting this evening, unless it be to gain an unhappy influence over some whom they desire to lead astray. I can hardly think so meanly of them as that, either." I do not say that such was their motive, but simply that I do not understand it, and am afraid of it, and I desire you to have just as little to do with any of them as ordinary civility will admit. Hitherto I have thought of Ruth Erskine as simply a leader of fashion, and of Flossy Shipley as the tool of the fashionable world, but I am afraid their dangerous friends are leading them to be more. The tableau affair to-night— I have investigated to a certain degree, and I consider it one of the worst of its kind. I would not have you associated with it for, well, any consideration that I can imagine, and yet, if I mistake not, I heard them urging you to join them. Again Grace essayed to speak, but the pealing of the doorbell interrupted her. "'Who is it, Hannah?' Dr. Dennis questioned, as that personage peeped her head in at the door. It is four young ladies, Dr. Dennis, and they want to see you. Grace arose to depart. Do you know any of them, Hannah? the doctor asked. Well, sir, one of them is the Miss Wilbur who teaches, and I think another is Dr. Mitchell's daughter. I don't know the others. Show them in here, said Dr. Dennis promptly, and, daughter, will you please remain? They have doubtless come to petition me for your assistance in the tableaux, "'and I have not the least desire to be considered a household tyrant "'or to have them suppose that you are my prisoner. "'I would much rather you should give them your own opinions on the subject "'like a brave little woman.' "'But, Father,' Grace said, and there was a gleam of mischief in her eye, "'I haven't any opinions on this subject. "'The most that I can say is that you don't wish me to have anything to do with them, "'and so, like a dutiful daughter, I decline.' "'Well, then,' he said, smiling back on her in a satisfied way, "'show them how gracefully you can play the part of a dutiful daughter. "'While you are so young, and while I am here to have opinions for you, "'the dutiful part cheerfully done is really all that is necessary.' And this was the introduction that the four girls had to the pastor's study. How shy they felt! Ruth could hardly ever remember of feeling so very much embarrassed. As for Yuri, she began to feel that distressing sense of the ludicrous creeping over her, and so was horribly afraid that she should laugh. Marion went forward to Grace, and in the warm, glad greeting that this young girl gave, felt her heart melted and warmed. Dr. Dennis, confident in the errand that had brought them, decided to lead the conversation himself, and give them no chance to approach the topic smoothly. "'Have you done up the tableaus so promptly?' he asked, and while he addressed this question to Marion, Eurie felt that he looked right at her. Marion's answer was prompt and to the point. Yes, sir, we have. Miss Mitchell was the only one of us who was pledged, and I believe she was entirely dissatisfied with the character of the entertainment, and withdrew her support. Indeed, Dr. Dennis's manner of pronouncing this word was, in effect, saying is it possible that there can be an entertainment of so questionable a character that miss mitchell will withdraw from it at least that was the way the words sounded to eurie but she had been roused to unusual sensitiveness the effect was to rouse her still further to put to flight every trace of embarrassment and every desire to laugh she spoke in a clear strong voice dr dennis We shall be talking at cross-purposes if we do not make some explanation of our object in calling this evening. We feel that we do not belong in the society where you are classing us. In fact, we do not belong anywhere. Our views and feelings have greatly changed within a short time. We want to make a corresponding change in our associations, at least so far as is desirable. Our special object in calling just now is... "'that we know it will soon be time "'for the communion in your church, "'and we have thought that perhaps "'we ought to make a public profession "'of our changed views.' "'Was ever a man more bent "'on misunderstanding plain English "'than was Dr. Dennis this evening? "'He looked at his callers "'in an astonished and embarrassed way "'for a moment, as if uncertain "'whether to consider them lunatics "'or not, and then said, "'addressing himself to Uri, "'My dear young lady,' I fear you are laboring under a mistake as to the object in uniting with the Church of Christ and the preparation necessary. You know, as a Church, we hold that something more than a desire to change one's social relations should actuate the person to take such a step, that, indeed, there should be a radical change of heart. Poor Yuri! She thought she had been so plain in her explanation. She flushed and commenced a stammering sentence then paused and looked appealingly at Ruth and Marion. Finally, she did what, for Eurie Mitchell to do, was unprecedented, lost all self-control, and broke into a sudden and passionate gust of tears. "'Eurie, don't,' Marion said. To her it was actual pain to see tears. As for Dr. Dennis, he was very much at his wit's end, and Ruth's embarrassment grew upon her every moment. Flossie came to the rescue. Dr. Dennis, she said, and he noticed even then that her voice was strangely sweet and winning, Eurie means that we love Jesus, and we believe he has forgiven us and called us by name. We mean we want to be his and to serve him forever, and we want to acknowledge him publicly, because we think he has so directed. How simple and sweet the story was, after all, when one just gave up attempting to be proper and gave the quiet truth ruth was struck with the simplicity and the directness of the words she began to have not only an admiration but an unfeigned respect for flossy shipley but you should have seen dr dennis's face it is a pity eurie could not have seen it at that moment if she had not had hers buried in the sofa pillow she would have caught the quick glad look of surprise and joy and heartfelt thankfulness that spoke in his eyes. He arose suddenly, and, holding out his hand to Flossie, said, "'Let me greet you and thank you, and ask you to forgive me, in the same breath. I have been very slow to understand, and strangely stupid and unsympathetic. I feel very much as I fancy poor doubting Thomas must have done. Forgive me, I am so astonished and so glad that I don't know how to express the feeling.' Do you speak for all your friends here, Miss Flossie? And may I ask something about the wonderful experience that has drawn you all into the ark? But Flossie's courage had forsaken her. It was born of sympathy with Eurie's tears. She looked down now, tearful herself, and trembling like a leaf. Ruth found voice to answer for her. Our experience, Dr. Dennis, can be summed up in one word, Chautauqua. Dr. Dennis gave a little start, another astonishment. "'Do you mean that you were converted during the meeting?' Marion smiled. "'We do not know enough about terms to really be sure that that is the right one to use,' she said. "'At least I do not. "'But we do know this, that we met the Lord Jesus there, "'and that, as Flossie says, we love him and have given our lives into his keeping.' You cannot say more than that after a hundred years of experience, he said quickly. Well, dear friends, I cannot, as I said, express to you my gratitude and joy. And you are coming into the church and are ready to take up work for the Master and live for him? Thank the Lord. Little need had our girls to talk of Dr. Dennis's coldness and dignity after that. How entirely his heart had melted. What a blessed talk they had so many questions about Chautauqua, so much to tell that delighted him. They had not the least idea that it was possible to feel so much at ease with a minister as they grew to feel with him. The bell rang and was answered, and yet no one intruded on their quiet, and the talk went on, until Marion, with a sudden recollection of Nellis Mitchell and their appointment with him, stole a glance at her watch, and was astonished into the announcement girls we have been here an hour and a quarter is it possible ruth said rising at once father will be alarmed i am afraid dr dennis rose also i did not know i was keeping you so he said our theme was a fascinating one will you wait a moment and let me make ready to see you safely home but it appeared on opening the door that nellis mitchell occupied an easy chair in the parlor just across the hall "'I'm a patient young man, and at your service,' he said, coming toward them as they emerged. "'Please give me credit for promptness. I was here at the half-hour.' As they walked home, Nellis with his sister on one arm and Flossie Shipley on the other, he said, "'Now what am I to understand by this sudden and violent intimacy at the parsonage? "'Miss Flossie, my sister has hitherto made yearly calls of two seconds duration on the doctor's sister,' When she is not home to receive them, a great many things are to be different from what they have hitherto been. Flossie said with a soft little laugh, so I begin to perceive Nell said Eurie, turning back when she was halfway up the stairs, having said good-night, are you going to help them with those tableaux? Not much said Nellis, and Eurie, as she went on said. I shouldn't be surprised if Nell felt differently about some things from what he used to. Oh, I wonder if I can't coax him in End of Chapter Eight. Recording by Trisha G.